For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's the matter with you guys? What's the matter with you? I'll make it. Complete for the touchdown. Perfect. The rookie from Boomer. He grew up in Garfield, New Jersey, 10 minutes from Giant Stadium. A short of a first down Wayne Kramer. Kramer was able to work free. What a move by Wayne Kramer. Absolutely unbelievable. You're talking about a kid who is just all heart. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, Jets fans, to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. I'm Robbie Sabo, and we're back once again. Morgan Moses is the newest Jet, which, again, more depth. Joe Douglas. This is one of the reasons why he doesn't go crazy in free agency. You know, football is a depth sport. You need that. And when guys like Moses become available, you want to have the ammunition to, to hop all over it. You, you know, you can't uh, tell the future. You can't look into that crystal ball. So having that ability, that flexibility is huge. Mo- Moses is here. We'll dig into a lot of the news and we'll get to know Wayne Corbett a little more in terms of what he likes, some of his personal stuff. Uh, what's his favorite meal, uh, movie growing up, all, all that good stuff. Uh, Wayne, has that sound? Sounds good. I think people might be a little surprised at some of my answers, but we'll go through go through a bunch of questions that uh, you came up with. Yeah, the the one I know about already, the pregame meal. I that one that one surprised me a little bit. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. We'll go over it. <laughs> yeah, it, you will. You will hear fans. You will hear exactly what it was. But first, the Underdog Jets podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and BetOnline is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures. BetOnline has all the odds, news, and information for your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start betting today. Bet online, your online sports experts. Wayne, Morgan Moses is here. This man has been in Washington. I believe he's a seven-year pro at this point. Yep, seven-year pro. For the last six years, he's been a staple at right tackle. 
and he hasn't missed a game. Third round, 2014 draft out of Virginia. By all accounts, not all, by most accounts, you know, when you put him and Fant up at right tackle, most people think it's going to be Moses. But I don't think that's the most important thing here. I, I think the most important thing here is the competition at the position. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw when, when they signed him, looking back, he's an Iron Man. He's played pretty much and started in every game of his career. Um, and that's not a not a uh, doesn't really happen like that these days, maybe in the olden days, but a lot of guys can't play every, every snap, every play. So yeah, he's definitely a great addition. You know, it's going to be some competition, you know, with fan on that side, but um, like I read, you know, other articles, fan could still come in and play tight end, be that sixth offense alignment, uh, which LaFleur didn't use a lot in 49ers, but a lot of teams are using that these days with a good running game. Yeah. Fan. Uh, and Michael Nania of Jets X Factor noted it the other day. He played a lot of tight end. I mean, call it tight end, call it six lineman, swing tackle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the Rex Ryan teams, Schottenheimer teams used Turner, I believe it was, as the sixth lineman with that ground and pound team. Fant has a lot of experience doing it. And he did a, did it a lot in Seattle. I, I believe 2018, a lot more than the other years, but still, he could really do it. And I think... No matter how it shakes out, I think they're really set up for a good run in terms of what's up front with that five-man unit. Yeah, and they got depth, you know, which is important. Like I said, some guys can't play every snap, every game. So, when I mean, you look at the left side with Becton and uh, Vera Tucker, now you got this guy on the right, you know, and then you got some experience inside. I mean, they're putting together a pretty good line, if not one of, I'd say, top 10 in the league right now. Yeah, I would agree with you. And um, yeah, Fant played per PFF, I believe, from 2018 to 2019. So two seasons, 450 snaps at tight end or swing tackle or sixth offensive lineman. So he has a lot of experience doing it. And uh, I think uh, LaFleur will not hesitate at all. Oh, we'll see. We'll see when camp starts, where they line up. Yeah. And um, speaking of the O-line, Anthony Munoz, Hall of Famer, had some good things to say about his fellow USC alum, Elijah Vera Tucker, either today or yesterday, really recently. Um, so that's another good thing. Uh, did you ever cross paths with Munoz over the years? <laughs> I actually played in a flag football, a, a celebrity flag football game. I saw that. I saw that one. Yeah, he's massive. And, you know, he's gospel. If, you know, some, if he's talking about someone good, then you got to listen. But just a tremendous player, you know, one of the top players ever at the position. But uh, it was great to meet him, um, you know, and uh, had some fun out there with him. Yeah, him and Boomer are tight, right? Yeah. Well, I were in uh, Cincinnati together, so they had a long history. Yep. And the other bit of news we want to hit on before we get to know Wayne Corbett, the Jets team in terms of their production, putting together the videos and all that stuff. I think they're, they've been nominated for, yeah, 11 Emmys, the wow. most nominations of any professional sports team in New York. They tweeted it out about four hours ago. This is Wednesday night. You guys will hear it on Thursday morning. So tip of the cap there. That's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah. Like I said last week, they come up with some great content. You know, I've been a part some of it. Um, and so I, I see firsthand what it's like, you know, in the, the back scenes of it. And uh, they do a tremendous job. And, they, you know, the new stuff they have at the flight 2021, you know, you know, advise people to check it out, um, you know, wherever they can find it on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, you really get an inside look. I mean, a lot, not a lot of organizations and coaching staffs would um, be willing to do what they did. I mean, it's not like they're 
spilling ultra secrets that right. are going to kill them. But still, it it, it takes extra effort. It <laughs> well, takes after the fact, after the fact, I'll show it. You know, we can't show it live, but they'll, you know, they'll show a little bit. You know what's going on, but uh, you know, just it's good for people to see what these guys and how much time and effort they put into uh, these drafts and free agents. Right. Um, so credit there and, you know, Hey, we're almost there, almost a training camp, July. What is July tomorrow or today It's the 30th oh, yeah. tonight. So yeah, July's here. So off we go now yeah. it's time to get to know Wayne Corbett. I have a slew of questions. We'll see where it takes us. I know all of you guys are dying to get to know him. And then we have, I think, uh, one interesting question too, to cap off the episode, about a commercial you did uh, in the late nineties, I believe it was, but we'll, that's uh, for down the road here. Let's tell them about the giveaway too. We're going to do. Yes. The giveaway. Let's, let's talk on that right now, really quick. Wayne, show them for the people watching on YouTube, show them what it is. It's a signed helmet, I believe. Correct. It's the old school helmet, not the new one back when I was a, I got it back there, but this is a, the rookie when I was a rookie, this is the helmet we wore. So we'd be giving this away. Yeah, so that is going to be our first giveaway. As we told you when we first started, we're going to do a lot of these. And we're also going to do a lot of subscriber-only content. The plan is almost in place. We're going to let you know when it's fully in place. But this first giveaway, where it's signed, personally signed by number 80, we're teasing it now. We're going to give you the official guidelines and rules next week. So be on the lookout for that for next week's show. And on Twitter as well. Follow Wayne. Uh, I believe it's Wayne Corbett, right, on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, it's Wayne Corbett on Twitter and Robbie Sable on Twitter. Follow us both uh, to keep up with that because we're going to do a lot of that moving forward. So get to know Wayne Corbett time. Might be rapid fire, might not. Let's see where it takes us. Favorite pregame meal. I went off. I went with the one I know already, I believe. Yeah, um, like I said, I didn't eat in the morning for the uh, the afternoon games. And whenever I got to my locker, the trainers knew to put a bag of Tweetish fish, Tootsie Rolls, and Twizzlers. And that's basically what I ate before the game. You know, fire myself up with a little sugar. I didn't like to eat. I was nervous. Or, you know, just that nervous energy. So uh, that was what I ate before games and at halftime. I mean, if we had a night game, maybe I'd have something like pasta and mashed potatoes. But nothing really like... Nothing crazy. Like some guy, some guys, the lineman eat steak right. at halftime, but they don't cut it. They just hold a piece of steak and eat it like it's a slice of pizza. I mean, yeah. it's gross, but that's what kind of, you know, the linemen are a little bit different. See, what I used to, one o'clock, I can understand. But what about four o'clock? Would you mm-hmm. not eat all day at the four, the four o'clock game? No, nah, you just sleep in a little bit, relax a little bit and go to the stadium. Interesting. And then that that's a hell of a combo, huh? Swedish fish. Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie and Rolls Twizzlers. and Twizzlers. Yeah. yeah. It's not Wade Boggs's uh, fried chicken. I'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, I'll give it to you. That's pretty good. Uh, question number two, favorite movie. Now, it, obviously, this is one of those questions. It's kind of an annoying question because it's tough to narrow it down to one. So right. with any of these questions, you could give multiple answers, obviously. Um, actually, one of the movies I, for some reason, really enjoys Perks of Being a Wallflower. I read the book. Love the movie. And then you go to, you know, sports movies like Hoosiers. Love that. And Warrior. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. The MMA yes. movie about the brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, some little Steve Carell, uh, Dan in Real Life. Those are some of the movies that I've seen multiple, multiple times. You know, I and didn't he, see Dan in Real Life. 
Yeah, it's just a, a heartwarming movie. It's funny, but uh, I can watch Hoosiers and Rocky and all those, you know, remember the Titans, any sports movie I'll watch. Yeah, I get into rabid arguments with people when they say Hoosiers is not the best sports movie of all time. Oh, it's classic, man. It, it's the best sports movie of all I think the only one that could rival it, rival it is Rudy. Right. And, you know, I just, Hoosiers is the best to me. Raging right. Bull is great, obviously, Scorsese, but I can't put it fully in the sports class you know and that's never that's never wrong to see it i mean you gotta you gotta have the dvd of that one all right so favorite tv show you know it could be while growing up it could be now what do you got um i loved breaking bad when i was out went through that pretty good game of thrones my family got into that that was a intense uh and you know i watched a show called shameless i know people have seen that it's a little racy, but uh, some great characters. So anything makes me laugh or makes me think a little bit, but those are probably my favorite three. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Breaking Bad. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I watched it from the beginning and I've watched it multiple times, actually. It's tremendous. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Did you guys like the last season? It uh, wasn't as good. A lot of filler episodes and, you know, we weren't exactly happy how it ended, but uh, I don't think they might come out with a prequel or something like that. But yeah, definitely one of the best shows they've ever had. Yeah, I think they just ran out of time, to be honest. Yeah. And you if know, you're from was, New Jersey, you had to watch The Sopranos when it was out back when. That's the other thing. The yeah. the new trailer for the movie that's coming out, The Many Saints of Newark, okay. just came out. And the Jets actually uh, tweeted it out. Well, oh, not the trailer itself, but tweeted out the existence like, hey, we're ready for this. Oh, they're wearing all the Jets gear? Yes. I that assume one. that was from... Years ago, that's recent. It was from years ago, but okay. I, I'm, I think the Jets social media team saw the trailer okay. and they just wanted to throw it out there because okay. the Jets, as you know, the Jets have such a connection with the Sopranos, right? You know, from from episode one to I think, and I, this is actually a true fact. Their second ever episode for the Sopranos was the same day of the 1998 AFC Championship game. Gotcha. And the Mangini was on it. Yeah, Mangini. Mangini was like called Mangini's or something like that. That's yep. funny. Give a little cameo. But yeah, what are you gonna t- do? Tony and uh, Carmela didn't know what the hell who the hell he was, and Tony, you know, graced Mangini with his presence. Uh, favorite team growing up? Uh, I think you've mentioned it a couple times, but uh, let's see what you say. People always come up to me like, you know, I love you, but I'm a Giant fan, and I said me too. I mean, I grew up a diehard Giants fan, Jets fan too, but you know, Giants was my first love, and I I, I told you, growing up, my dream was to Gatorade. Bill Parcells after seeing like Harry Carson, those guys do it. And I got a chance to do it up in Buffalo uh, when we won. I'm not sure what year it was. Got a chance to, uh, in the nice cold weather, Gatorade them a little bit. So, uh, but I grew up watching them, you know, guys like Lawrence Taylor and Phil Sims and Mark Bavaro and Pepper John, all those guys. I love McConkie. McConkie. Yeah. All those guys. Those are Those guys were great. You know, that was my guys growing up. That's crazy. And then Parcells comes over to become uh, your second head coach with the Jets. Yeah. Uh, favorite restaurant? Uh, favorite restaurant has to be Mr. Chow's. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's in the city. They got one down in Florida and Vegas. To uh, some reason, we always go there. Great. Uh, there's a place in Red Bank by me. If you ever get down south called the Bistro, been going there for like 25 years. It's uh, you know a place that a lot of people go, but people might not heard of it. And the other one is Tao. I don't know if you ever heard of that one in the city. No. You know you don't you don't go to the hot spots, man. No, we're the hot spots. I'm, I'm the uh, I'm the old uh, thirty eight year old. Red Robin. I know the, I know Red Robin. Denny's. That's where you go for the Grand Slam breakfast. Yeah. 
<laughs> Denny's, all the uh, all you could eat buffets. Yeah, so uh, that's my that's my spots. Nice. Um, and there was a uh, I, I remember there was a deli in Garfield that it was the NFL Films did a no, spot was in with Fairlong. you. Right? Yeah. Oh, it was in Fairlong. Yeah, what yeah, was, I used to go there. It is, was called, is that still open too? I don't know. I haven't. I used to live over there like 20 years ago. It's called yeah. Benny's. Yeah, I did a. Uh, did something there when I did Sports Illustrated and, uh, you know, they did a piece on me in there, you know, just a normal guy going to like a, you know, greasy spoon place. Yeah. Those, those I don't know the hotspots. That's why yeah. that, that, that appealed to me. All right. So favorite meal going off the restaurant. Uh, well, I'm a big chicken fan. I don't eat much red meat and stuff like that pasta, but chicken parm is my favorite. I mean, chicken quesadillas, you know, if I go to a spot, that's the first thing I'm looking for. I can eat pizza any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong with pizza or chicken. Uh, favorite teammate? This is going to be tough. Yeah, I expect a few names. Yeah, I can't I can't name this one. The person I'm most in touch with is Lavernius. You know, I go down and visit him when I can. He comes up here. But, uh, you know, all the guys I speak to a lot now are still Vinny and Anthony Bett. You know, those guys enjoy it. But, you know, there's tons of guys for different reasons. Obviously, it's me, LaVarine, and Santana was that crew. And Vinny and Chad was my guys, a quarterback. But there's other guys. And only played with us for a year. I loved playing with Steve Atwater. You know, I, you know, I want to get hit by him, but he's a great guy. Pepper Johnson, he came there a little bit. And one of the craziest guys as far as playing and just, you know, great athlete and just crazy mentality was Brian Cox. He, uh, he, he got at me, at me a little bit when he was with the Miami and, uh, you know, but when he got a chance to come play with him, I love playing with him. He's just, I think he broke his leg in one game and he continued to play. Yeah. He was a maniac. Yeah. He could do a lot of different things too. Um, the funniest teammate, you know, I'm kind of partial to the offensive linemen. They're just, they're just the funniest of all positions. In my opinion, in your experience, name some of the funny guys, I guess. Oh yeah. Alignment or characters, you know, some of the stuff they do They're, you know, not all of them. Some of them are a little gross. Jump early. It falls in the hilarious category. No. Nah, yeah. No, he's very serious. No, nah, he's Ooh. a good guy. He's clean. But uh, some of these guys, I would tell you when they used to bring out the uh, rookie linemen, they kind of initiate them and they'd offer them money to do stuff, to do stuff, uh, one guy had to drink a whole bottle of Tabasco for a couple hundred bucks. One guy had to eat a stick of butter. But the worst one was a lineman used to shave the calluses off his feet and they saved the dead skin. So they put it on a salad, like Caesar salad. Oh. And they had a guy eat it for like a grand. The guy ate the whole thing. That's, at at that's least bad. he knew what he was getting himself into. Oh, dude. It was so bad. So I bad. Mean, yeah. I mean, at least he knew. I was waiting for the he didn't know part. Nah, he knew. He knew. You know, he, he watched him sprinkle it on. Oh, we went from restaurant to meal to that one. That was yeah. a good transition. Favorite uh, coach? Um, Again, another tough one. Yeah, I can't. I can't. You know, Parcells, like I said, he's a guy I always wanted to play with. Guy I love to play with, you know, motivated me. But uh, Herm Edwards, you know, treated me like a, a pro, you know, uh, you know, at the, towards the end of my career, helped me out a lot, get, to, get through the last couple of seasons, you know, and, uh, you know, I love him. He's a great guy, you know, very religious, but he didn't push it on you. Great motivator. You know, he'd get on the field with you, run down on some punts and try to cover you on the, off the line of scrimmage. So I really enjoyed my time with, with him. 
And then when you were a youngster, he uh, he was that he was the enemy for that that one miracle in the Meadowlands when he picked up the fumble. Yeah, yeah, I don't forget that. But uh, like I said, just a different kind of guy. You know, he he knew the game. He played the game, so he knew how to deal with us, like physically and psychologically. Right. Favorite band, some of the music you listened to, and maybe even before the game. Um, a big Creed fan. I always like Creed, listen to everything. Yeah, like I toured with them for a couple spots. Did you really? Yeah. Wow, Actually, man. after one of the shows in Jersey, I stayed at my house after after the after the show, which was pretty cool. But a lot of hip hop, Jay Z, uh, guys like that. Um, you know, of course, Metallica and ACDC. If I wanted to get fired up, but uh, music played a big part. It always played a big part in in when I played, as far as you know, getting motivated, getting fired up. So uh, you know, I loved you know people. People don't, it may be a little distracting, but I loved when they played, you know, over the loudspeaker games, you know, the crazy kind of music and stuff like that. It just gets you amped up. Yeah, I'm stuck in the 90s personally. I, I can't get out of it music wise. Yeah. And MetLife does play a lot of classics still. You know, they'll they'll play a lot of classics on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. They, they got a great DJ there. Man. Like I said, it's good for the, you see that one year all the defense was jumping up and down and dancing. Yes. It gets yeah. you going, man. Favorite vacation spot? Uh, I'd have to say Atlantis in the Bahamas. We try to okay. get down there every year with the family. There's something about it special. And then we go to Universal Studios all the time. Okay. S- staying uh, like, staying like the Minion, the Minion Suite. <laughs> it's all Minions all over the place. But, uh, I got young kids, you know, I got a, I got a third grader. So we still go there and the older kids enjoy it too. So anywhere we go together, we have a good time. Uh, favorite shore spot, Jersey. Uh, we used to go to Long Beach Island a lot. But yep. uh, my son actually works at Point Pleasant. So we go there as much as we can to see him. And, you know, we just enjoy the boardwalk games and the rides and stuff like that. Just kind of nostalgic for when I was growing up in, in North Jersey. So Point Pleasant would be our spot. Yeah, LBI was our family spot. But and it, it's a great place. They just didn't have the boardwalk. That was the right. one drawback. Well, I got Fantasy Island, but it's not <laughs> nothing like the boardwalk. Fantasy Island. That was, yeah. the, that was the best spot growing up. Um. Favorite school subject? I, you majored in criminal justice, correct? Right. So, growing up in school, did you have a favorite? Did you have a least favorite? I was always a math guy. I loved math. Actually, on my SAT, I did awesome in math, and in the English part of it, I think I did as bad as you can do. Just never was my thing, but math was. But I was a sociology major in college at Hofstra, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like criminal justice and stuff like that, but that interests me, crime and deviance. And I wanted to be a, in the FBI if I didn't play football, that's kind of like the direction I was going. Not like the X-Files, right? No. Yeah. Uh, toughest teammate. Uh, like I said, Brian Cox, he was crazy. He broke his leg and he stayed in there. Um, and then I have to say my receivers cause we're out there knocking heads and blocking for each other taking big hits. So all the receivers I played with. And then, you know, you get guys like Vinny, who squats, I think, more than anybody on the team. People don't realize, you know, that guys couldn't get him down. Defense, defenses couldn't get him down, one guy. So I always admired how hard he worked in, in the, uh, the weight room. Yeah, there was some legendary stories about Vinny squatting yeah. back in the day. Uh, toughest DBs? Um, I always say Rod Woodson and Charles Woodson. Rod Woodson was the end of his career, but he still was great. Uh, Nice Williams was great, but tough, tough guy to go against was Ty Law. 
because I won against him twice a year for, for a long time. These have real heavy hands. Like once you get them on you, they're tough to get you off. But those are some of the some of the best battles uh, that I had when I played. A few more left here. Toughest place to play and favorite place to play. Uh, Oakland's tough. I don't think any like anybody likes playing in Oakland. The fans are rabid. You know they're going crazy, yelling at you. They got their face paint on, their shoulder spiked shoulder pads on. But I always said one of the toughest places and my favorite places to play is in Kansas City. But it was tough because they all wear red. And right. the ball blends in because it's kind of the same color. The ball blends in sometimes on the, uh, you know, of course, the middle passes. So, but I love playing KC. Um, as far as places I love to play, I always like to play at Miami. I always played that well down there. And then in New England because they hated us. Right. And sometimes getting booed loud is as good as getting cheered loud. It does the same thing for you. Uh, right. So, you know, they think, it, they think it bothers you, but it actually gets more fired up. Right. And KC, the uh, food is tremendous too, I hear. Yeah. Uh, what you miss the most? Uh, obviously, the first thing everybody says is the locker room, you know, camaraderie with the guys, miss the guys. And it's tough to keep in touch with guys because everybody's all over the country. But uh, I miss the flyovers going out there. Even coming out of the tunnel is great, but the flyovers before the game, I always got the hair up on my arms. Uh, just uh, love, love seeing that, you know, definitely a motivator. But if I could, if I could give something to someone, a friend or a family member to let them get their name called and run out of the tunnel one time, you know, I'd pay a lot of money just to get them a chance to experience that. Favorite this is going to be a tough one too. This will lead us into the end with the one question we have favorite pop culture moment moment. There's a lot. There's elf where your right. Jersey was very prominent. There's a bunch of commercials. Uh, what's your favorite? Um, the elf thing was great. I was surprised when the kid uh, took his jacket off and he was wearing, I'm like, is that an 80? And then he turned around and I see Corbett. I was like, that's pretty cool to be, cause everybody's seen that movie multiple times every holiday. Um, but as far as growing up is all the Michael Jordan, uh, commercials is the shoes and all those different ones. I always loved those things, but, uh, you know, just the commercials we did was with Nike. And we did something about changing Giant Stadium to Jet Stadium. So they had a thing where we're sneaking through the basement with a ladder and Christmas lights. And at the end of the commercial, you see it blinking Giant Stadium. And all of a sudden it says Jet Stadium. Uh, and then there was one where I was in the Giants locker room and I put crazy glue in their helmets. And they panned to uh, the Giants players in the shower uh, wearing their helmets because they couldn't get them off. There was a couple of different ones. But uh, just to be involved with some of those things was great. Man, I don't remember those at all. It, yeah. it shocks me. I remember a lot of the Radio Shack ones with Boomer, but uh, that question was from John Dabney, by the way. John, thanks for sending it in. Uh, again, for mailbag folks, underdogjetspodcast at gmail.com or reply on YouTube or Twitter. Uh, subscribe and review at iTunes. That really helps out. And once again, this is a Believe production brought to you by Bet Online. Stay tuned. Keep in touch. Watch our Twitter accounts. Uh, listen to the next episode because we will give out the rules and guidelines for that giveaway a, a free helmet signed personally signed by wayne Corbett. wayne any last uh thoughts oh great show hopefully uh, people appreciate some of my answers get get to know me a little a bit maybe some things they didn't know about me things they haven't read in the paper so hopefully they enjoy it and you know look forward to the next one I see a lot of high school kids getting Twizzlers, Tootsie Rolls, 
and Swedish, uh, fish. Swedish fish. Yeah. I love Swedish fish, by the way. That's, that's yeah. a great choice. Right. But I see that coming up this fall. Uh, right. In, in uh, mass. Right. Until right, next man. time, Jets fans, take care. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.